Dear Zanny, number 38, 24 January 2009. Hey everybody, this is Zanny, your host, and this is the Dear Zanny Show. This is where you ask the questions regarding relationships and I answer them. Gosh, it feels like forever since I have been on mic, although I have been doing a lot of recordings for the DivaCast. I think a lot of you guys might know that other show, that that other that other little show that I do, the DivaCast. <laughs> That's actually um, the one that is uh, the mother of all shows. We have so much fun with that show. If you haven't checked it out, please go check out thedivacast.com. And also, Diva Carrie, I'm putting a plug in for you, girlfriend. Um, she has begun her own podcast. She has become wildly successful interviewing some big, big time authors. Her show is called words to mouth.com. She just interviewed, uh, what's his name? He just, he just, he wrote the book, the shack that everybody's talking about. She just interviewed him. So check out words to mouth as well. Okay. Let's get started. First and foremost, just remember any suggestions I offer here are purely for entertainment purposes only and never intended to substitute professional help. Okay. We have a, a caller. So let's go ahead and play this. Hey, um, this is for Zanny. Um, Zanny, um, I am trying to find a therapist and just wondered what um, kinds of things I need to look for to, to pick a, a good therapist for me. So I um, wondered if you could help me with that, and I appreciate it very much. Okay, thank you, caller. How to find a good therapist. Listen, this is one of the most frequently questions I get asked as a therapist, especially when I know somebody and it would be unethical for me to treat them. So here are five keys to finding a good therapist. The first one is just good old-fashioned word of mouth. It's still one of the best ways to find a skilled therapist. Um, But for whatever reason, if you're resistant to asking a friend, then open up the phone book and start making some phone calls. One of the first best places really to call are churches. They are connected and because there is a lot of also pastoral counseling, um, they can recommend good competent therapists in the area. Now you have to decide by the way whether that means you want somebody a secular therapist or a Christian therapist or whatever that means to you, but you can be specific. The second place if your your issue or your loved one's issue is grief related, call your local hospice or funeral home, or you can even call um, at the hospital. Hospitals are also a great resource for therapy references, such as you know their mental health unit. Um, if it re- if it is in regard to a child, you can also call the school and speak to the guidance counselor. And one of the last places is a community mental health center. Those, those are often, by the way, listed in the front of your phone book because they fall under government agencies. That's where I did my first internship was at a community mental health center. And I have to tell you, that is like, uh, I guess it would be analogous to somebody getting a, a medical person starting out in the emergency room because you see it all. You get such a good broad spectrum of... Um, really tragic cases and easier cases. So it's really a good overall training, but that's a great place to start. Okay, number two. So you get to the phone call, you've gotten a few names from people, and now you're going to make the call. What do you say? Okay, here are a few key questions you want to ask the prospective therapist. Number one, what are your clinical specialties? 
Number two, what population do you enjoy working with the most? Number three, do you accept insurance? Will you consider a sliding scale? Number four, do you have access to a competent psychiatrist if medications may be needed? And five, the average length of treatment. Also, this is going to be kind of a funny question and throw a lot of people off base. But you want to ask them, are you in therapy or have you ever been in therapy? I know people go, what? However, the reason this is important is because um, most therapists do have the academic training to treat a full spectrum of mental health issues. However, as therapists, we all have our own clinical strengths. Okay, that's great. But what you want to ensure is before a therapist, you open yourself up or I should like, I like this term better actually, unzip yourself psychologically to them. You want to make sure they've worked on their own stuff for God's sake. Oh, can you hear my clock? That's my cuckoo clock. <laughs> Sorry, this is like um, a little real dear Zanny right in action. So you always want to make sure that they've worked on their own stuff before they start working on you. But these are important questions. Um, by the way, the reason why you also want to know again about what their clinical specialties are, even therapists, you know, as medical doctors, people have become so specialized today. It's the same thing with therapists. We have become more and more specialized. For example, some of, some of my clinical specialties include um, grief, catastrophic illness, sexual abuse, and cutters, or more clinically known as SIB, self-interest behavior. I can work with cutters all day long. I love working with cutters. Most therapists really don't like that. That's that's um, because it's a very tricky population to, in which to work with and they're also really high risk. So most therapists don't like working with that specific population. That's why you've got to ask. Okay, so you've made the cold calls, you've interviewed some therapists, you finally have decided to schedule an appointment with one. So the first appointment arrives. What do you what do you expect? You want the therapist to take a thorough history. So when you sit down, I know people have a lot to say because usually you're not going to a therapist unless you're in some type of crisis. But listen, a thorough history is key, key, key. Every time I don't take a thorough history and I skip this very important step, I regret it because something inevitably comes up months later down the therapeutic process and the, my client will say, oh, um, didn't I tell you that I'm epileptic? I'm like, oh, what? Or I have a thyroid disorder. Well, those two things, okay, I'm just throwing those out as hypotheticals, can significantly contribute to someone's depression. So I might be trying to help somebody navigate their way through depression when all along it's been um, the etiology of the illness has been physical. So you want your therapist to take a thorough history. So be patient with that. Um, be honest about all of the medications that you take, including recreational drugs and alcohol. Listen, again, if somebody's taking recreational drugs, I am not a mandated reporter for recreational drugs. That is held in the confidential therapeutic setting. I cannot report my client for using drugs. A lot of my clients, by the way, do use recreational drugs. So that is just something we process. Um... And let's see, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Oh, 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 yes. Hey, make sure you understand confidentiality policies. Now, as therapists, we are mandated reporters. Loosely, what that means is a mandated reporter is legally obligated to report such things as suicidal, homicidal threats, 
and physical or sexual abuse. Now, this does not mean, this does not mean, did you hear me? This doesn't mean that if you were to talk about suicide in a therapeutic setting, that I have to report you. That's again where judgment and clinical training comes in. If you tell me, Zanny, I am going to leave here and take a gun and shoot myself. Okay, then I have to stop you. I have to take whatever measures necessary to stop you. However, if you tell me that you're having thoughts of suicide, oh my gosh, okay, let's just explore that. And by the way, suicidal thoughts are very common. I had um, a therapist one time tell me after um, the death of my brother, and I was really, really struggling and had some suicidal thoughts. And my therapist said, um, well, I said to my therapist, oh my gosh, um, am I normal? I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, I have these suicidal thoughts that pass through me. And he said to me, Suzanne, if you're not thinking about suicide, then you're not paying attention. I said, what? I was like, wow. I've always remembered that. And what he meant was, is that, hey, life is hard. And when we are hit with um, catastrophic events and traumas, of course, you may have fleeting thoughts of suicide. It's very, very normal. Okay, number four, trust your gut, but don't quit prematurely. Listen, trust your gut about a therapist if it's a good fit. It's like finding a good pair of shoes and you got to walk a lot of miles in them. You know, typically, typically it builds, it takes about six sessions to build a good rapport. It's important that you like the person, the therapist that is, but you don't have to agree with everything they say. Um, You've got to feel confident in their ability. But really the most important thing is, you really want to experience your therapist as genuine and compassionate and sensitive and and non-judgmental. The last thing, number five, I'm almost out of time. A good therapist can change your life. Listen, the therapeutic relationship is one of the most intimate relationships you will ever know because it's supposed to be a safe place for you to explore your inner world and deepest thoughts. This is the one place where it's completely about you, the client. Reciprocity, it does not, nor should it exist, okay? Because the therapist is always in service of the client. Good luck. If you have any questions, call me, call me, call me. I love voicemails, 678-884-0524. I'm sorry I'm rushing through this, but my I have a little bit limited time. So bye for now. Blessings to all. Give me a call. Thanks. Don't suffer alone. Call me. Bye. Thanks for listening. And again, remember, Dear Zanny suggestions are for entertainment purposes only and never intended to substitute professional help. Call me 678-884-0524 or just email me dearzanny.com. Bye.